Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 24th, 2023. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Happy 8th birthday to Bloodborne. Oh, wow. Eight years old. Eight years. 2015. What a time. What a time to be alive. Was it 2015? 2016? 2015. 2015. It was 2015. Yeah. The same year that we got Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah. The same year. The Phantom Pain. The Phantom Pain. The same year that we got The Witcher 3. Yeah. The same year we got Fallout 4. The same year we got Undertale. And Rocket League. Oh, man. Yeah. What a year. What a year. That was a fantastic year. Mad Max as well. Yeah. Mad Max. Batman Arkham Knight, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arkham Knight Uh as well. Uh, how, how long can I keep doing this? I can I can keep listening to 2015 games. Yeah, you love 2015 much more than you like 2009. Let me tell you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. When, oh, did the, yeah. when did the Order 1886 come out? Because that we were we've been talking uh, about that a lot. That might have been 2015 that, as well. Maybe I was gonna say 2014 because I remember 2014 being a down year. Like 2014, what game of the year that year must have been South was, Park: The Stick of Truth was, or Shadow of Mordor. Must have been. That was must February have been. 2015. Wow. Really? That's insane. Wow. It's wild. What's it your favorite wrong. game from 2015? My favorite game from 2015. Ah, man, I'm blanking. It's got to be Metal Gear Solid 5. Or, uh, what was Nintendo doing then? Was that the Star Fox Zero year? It might have been. Yeah. Might have been the Mario Maker year? Maybe. No, Mario no? Maker was earlier than that. It was okay. 20. I don't know. Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze came out 2014. No, Mario Maker was uh, 2015. It was? Yeah. You, oh, you know, I don't. I didn't Listen, love I'm the keeper of a few one. things. <laughs> one of those things is 2015 video games. Yeah, what yeah. came on the year 2015? I mean, yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five is is the answer. Yeah. yeah. God, what a good what a what good a, ass video game that was, dude. Remember when Ground Zeroes dropped? Yeah. Remember when the trailer for Ground Zeroes dropped? It was like, what, what the fuck? How does a video game look like this? And then we got to play it, and it was so fun. And then Ground Zeroes is just endlessly replayable. And oh, yeah. like, you know what? You could do it a hundred different times, and it's still going to be freaking fun. And then they put out Phantom Pain, and it was like a bunch of Ground Zeroes in one video game. 10 out of 10 video game. Sucks that the, the story never finished Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one day, but maybe not. Maybe You know, not. you'll have to stay tuned here. On kind of funny games daily where each and every weekday live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games and youtube.com slash kind of funny games we come at you with all the video game news that you need to know um you can get it as a video by going to youtube or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you but guess what if you wanted to get the show ad free you gotta go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers tripod plus plus and delaney twining have done we appreciate you so very very much a little housekeeping for you a new kind of funny podcast is up right now it's a one-on-one between me and greg miller greg opens up about how hard his life's been recently it's a very emotional episode bless i i uh, listened to most of that episode it's a, it's a real start one. my day i was like you know what i haven't listened to in a long time the kind of funny podcast i need to pick me up this week let me put on this episode yeah. <laughs> that was not a pick me up not not a pick but it's me a up. good episode there is some, there's some there's some gold in there uh if you want some high quality cruise line jokes um this this might be uh the episode for you um 
Besides that, there's a new PS I Love You up. What's that one about? Uh, that one is our review of Chia. Uh, Greg's played it. Janet's played it. Chia. Uh, and what else are we talking about? I think we just kicked it. Other than that, just hung out. Had it. Oh, that was the one where uh, there was the breaking news that uh, the the voice actor for Venom had leaked the Spider-Man to yeah, release date. Yeah, that was happening live as that we were recording that episode. Happened live during that episode, so we have a good old discussion about that as well. We, yeah. we talk about uh, the Last of Us season two. Uh, a little tease from Neil as oh, yeah. well. Mm. Uh, Spider-Man two and. Uh, September possibly and some uh, some other uh, PlayStation picks and all that. PlayStation stuff. picks, PSPs. Someone call them. That is what they would call them. Yeah, that's what they would call them. Uh, today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. Plus, how are you doing on this Friday? I'm doing all right. I feel like I'm so tired. I know, dude. It's been GDC week. We did so much this week. Some of it together, most of it not. Yeah. But overall, how was your your first GDC in San Francisco? As kind of funny. It was, I mean, it's been fantastic. So this is actually my second GDC. I went to GDC last year, but GDC last year was a ghost town is the thing, right? It was the first GDC post-pandemic, and there was nobody <laughs> nobody there, it felt like. Like, you would go onto the show floor at GDC, and it'd just be, like, blockchain bullshit and, like, Web3 bullshit. Um, and so this year feels like the the year where it's come back in full force. I was talking to somebody the other day the other day and they were saying that um this was this has been the most attended GEC. And I'm like, damn, I didn't that's kinda wild that like it coming back, you know, again, a couple years after uh, everything's gone down with the pandemic, being able to come back bigger and better than ever. I think that just speaks to the excitement and how much people have missed uh, GDC. Like it is a it is the event where game developers get to come together, network together, uh, hang out, go to mixers, go to parties, do all that stuff. And so it's been a very fun week for me, um, attending a bunch of different mixers. Like we we attended like one or a couple together, and I um, we went to the mix as well. Uh, me, uh, Barrett, Mike, and a few of us, Roger Corny, and that was a really good time as well. Right, that is basically a bunch of. Indie devs have their booths set up with their games to play, and then also there's drinks, and you can hang out, and there's a bunch of people, and you're seeing a lot of people that you've either seen online or you've seen um, um, at, like, other events, right? And so you're catching up, and uh, it's been just a long week of me catching up with so many people and meeting so many people, and it's been really cool, um, again, having this be the big, full-fledged GDC is back GDC as part of Kind of Funny, because I have met... I think this has been the event where I've met the most people that is re- that have recognized me from um, being on content, which is like a weird feeling because cool. I, I like apologize so much. Or I'm like, every time someone's like, "Oh yeah, I listen to you every day," or like, "Oh yeah, my partner listens to you every day," I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. I can't yeah, imagine I, I hearing my voice Jeff daily. Rubenstein uh, uh, earlier this week when him and I met for the first time in person, he's like, "Yeah, it's so weird to like listen to you for hundreds of hours and here you are." I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry that you listen yeah. to us." <laughs> the thing I've gotten the most though that I wasn't expecting is how many people have shouted out the Black Hairstyles uh, video Incredible in particular, stuff, man. where I was at a, a, a Game Dev Mixer a couple nights ago, and I was I was just hanging out. I had friends that were supposed to show up that didn't show up, um, and it was like 9 p.m., and honestly, it, it, part of it was on, was on it was, it was nobody's fault, because I got there, paid $30 to get in. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hanging out, and like there's zero service in my phone, and so I'm getting no texts, uh, and I'm like, all right, when are they going to show up? And then when I finally go up, um, when I'm finally leaving, I see that like, oh no, they changed plans. Like they, they went bowling instead and I oh, missed no. the bowling text. Uh, but while I was hanging out at the at that game dev mixer, um, a dude walks up and he's like, hey, what's up? Yeah, and like he, we introduce ourselves and I say, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'm blessing. He's like, okay, that's what I thought. I watched your video today. 
like earlier today like my <laughs> friend I, I never heard of kind of funny i didn't know i like i'd never heard of your channel a friend earlier like a few hours ago showed me your video about black hairstyles because we were talking about black hair in video games and he was like you got to watch this uh and i thought i was tripping when i saw you <laughs> when i saw you standing here in real life and like that that was the one where I was like, dude, that's fucking crazy. That's freaking like, cool, Like, I can't imagine dude. that happening to me where I watch a YouTuber and then a few hours later I see that YouTuber just randomly at a bar. But, yeah, aside from that, I've met, like, so many people that were like, oh, yeah, we watched that video or we watch Kind of Funny Games Daily. And it's, it's been such a really cool feeling to actually, like, see that in person because, you know... I feel like so much of our shows and so much of KFG especially is it feels like it's just two people talking, right? Yeah. Like that, that is the premise of the show is that it's just us kicking it, just us having a good time talking every single morning about video game news. I, I think over time I have sh um, like shielded myself from the fact that thousands and thousands of people out there listen as well. <laughs> uh, and so it was really weird to like actually meet some of those people and go, wow, like you listen to me while you're driving to work or taking a shower or taking a shit or whatever. Like Definitely you not. actually listen yeah. to our voices. And so shout out to y'all listening. And yeah. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody. Uh, it's, come up to me during GDC. It's been great. I mean, yeah, there's so many people like I, I haven't seen GDC pop off like this in a, in a long time. Like just being in the Metreon, your Buena area, which is like this like mall slash park slash just space like public space uh and it was just cr so crowded with just game devs everywhere and i was like this is it's cool we're back yeah baby. we're back and i never thought we would be but God, we're here really cool stuff and i'm happy that you you're finally getting to experience the magic that is uh <laughs> understanding who the, the listeners and viewers are to the, oh, yeah. the stuff that we make um but you know what you want you want what's cooler though is the fact that like a lot of the people that you'll talk to especially at gdc like everybody's a developer and so you'll meet somebody where you're like, oh, shoot, you work for Naughty Dog or you work for, oh, I love Zinsodomiac. And they're like, oh, I love Kind of Funny. I'm like, wait, really? Because I like your work. Yeah. That's fucking crazy that it's I'm great. over here playing Spider-Man and somebody who made, like, I don't know, Peter Parker's face in that game listens to us on this podcast. It, it bon it's bonkers. It blows my mind every it's, time. It's definitely, definitely a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's begin with what is now and forever the Roper Report. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A Baker's Dozen! I love it. I love it. A little live Barrett action. Thank you, Barrett. Coaster I, I boy. I realized there were no coasters. Yeah, I, know, I was for sure leaving watermarks on here. I was feeling really bad about it. Um, starting off with story number one. A trailer reveals the new post-Ash era Pokemon anime is Pokemon Horizons. Uh, the Pokemon company has revealed that the next series of anime will be called Pokemon Horizons. A trailer for the new series was shown after the final episode of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys aired in Japan this morning. Uh, the final episode marked the end of Ash and Pikachu's story arc, an adventure that had been ongoing since the first episode of the show 26 years ago. Pokemon Horizons will instead feature new protagonists called Liko and Roy. A description for the trailer reads, set sail for a new journey in Pokemon Horizons, the series. Follow Liko and Roy as they unravel the mysteries that surround them and encounter Freed, Captain Pikachu, Amethyo, and others during their exciting adventures. Uh, the series will be set in the Paldea region, which is the same setting from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and will feature, feature the Paldea starter Pokemon Sprigatito, Coco, and Quaxley in a prominent role. How old do you feel? So incredibly old like 26 lesson. years ago 26 I, I watched years. i mean i didn't watch it premiere because i think i was like two or three years old but i do remember like being on cartoon network and seeing the first episode of pokemon and watching watching it multiple times because it was always on for some reason um and to get to where we're at now where it's been it's been on for so long and it's been on for so long that ash has become champion and is now like cool i'm my time is here is done Chill. i gotta pass the torch 
yeah. on to these other guys, Liko and Roy. Like, fucking wild that we've that we've gotten here. It, it's super, super wild, man. And yeah, I, I've been watching. So for those that don't know, the uh, Ash won the championship uh, in the most recent anime series, and that kind of was the big climax. And then they closed it out. And then there was this eleven episode kind of epilogue series called "Aim to Be a Pokemon Master." Um, and the final episode just aired this morning and it was kind of just like the victory lap of him kind of going around of like, what does it mean to be a Pokemon master and him trying to like figure that out and what his next move is. And, uh, I've been watching it week to week and like, admittedly, it's not what I would want from, mm-hmm. from what I just explained. Like it, you know, there's like the super hype path of just like, what are the coolest things they can do? What questions do they have, uh, remaining to answer? Like, are they, is there going to be like one final last stand against team rocket or something like it's not that. It's very much just like what what does it mean to be a Pokemon master? It means the the journey and the bonds and the friendships and that even if you say goodbye, you, you might say hello again in the future. Like all the those type of fucking like feel good uh bullshits. Uh <laughs> but guess what? It makes you feel good. And um I woke up this morning at six AM to watch this thing in Japanese with no subtitles, because that's how it works. Uh I'll rewatch it later when it when it comes out subtitles. But I didn't want to be spoiled on anything if, if anything crazy happened, you know? Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's just it's emotional. You know, it's it's it I've been like looking forward to this for the last couple months uh and it's weird that it's over (laughs) and like it was uh i would say a satisfying end it's just it wasn't like the most incredibly hype thing but it had incredibly hype moments and it Mm. they didn't do everything that i thought they were going to they didn't do uh everything i wanted them to for sure but they did some things i didn't expect that i was like really like wow that speaks to me as an og fan like somebody that was there day one with this franchise and with this show and uh there's some moments like returns and things that i just like was like damn like y'all care so much and you know how you're going to make people feel out there so it was a really special moment and i i thank you ash and pikachu for your <laughs> your service <laughs> salute to you ash and pikachu are you telling me that they didn't revisit the first episode where ash saw i believe it was a ho that was flying in the distance I don't want to confirm nor deny that, okay. Bless. I don't want to confirm or deny that. But they did uh, end the episode with every episode ends with the to be continued. We're yeah. like the screen to get small and say to be continued. And uh, this time it just says next time, a new beginning. Wow. And I'm just like, oh, wow. they got me. They Holy fucking cow. got me there. Holy cow. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's wild, man. It's wild that it's over. And uh, I, I, it was just really cool to see how they handled some of the, the, characters that we've known for 26 years kind of final moments potentially i'm sure they'll be back you know what i mean it's like you're there's no so. fucking way that ash and pikachu aren't coming back that the characters you, we know and love aren't coming back you think Liko and roy are gonna run into them and they're gonna be like gym leaders i guess in this case like um ash would be the champion that they that they would face i guess misty would be a gym leader that they yeah could run into we'll brock. see we'll see there's a lot of a lot going on but the, the last uh, 11 episodes have had misty and brock be the companions so it's it was very much a nostalgia fueled kind of like trip down memory lane of like hey remember this remember that it was like a lot of like old moments done slightly different <laughs> again but like that's what we like watching for these Hell things yeah. so then how do you feel about this uh new series coming up like i know you're probably in here you're probably watching lately for the ash and yeah and that nostalgia and all that stuff but uh does the Liko and roy story do anything for you i find it interesting and not interesting i find it lovely but also a bit like all right that they're uh rolling with P- another pikachu as i imagine like one of the one of if not the main pokemon uh captain pikachu here because i'm like i i get pikachu is the mascot of yeah. pokemon so i understand why but i feel like this this would have been an opportunity to find 
another new mascot, even if it was an Eevee. But it, to me, it feels more like Sprigatito is the like kind of the, yeah. the main one, uh, the main kind of Pokemon going uh, here on out. And Captain Pikachu seems to be like a, just like a fun side character, just to have him around, mm. you know, because you can't not have Pikachu. Around. Does Captain Pikachu talk? Uh, no. No. Okay. But uh, so it's funny though because this older character who like looks cool, I forget what his name is, but um, Freed, I think. Uh, it seems like he has an, a, a Pikachu and a Charizard. So he's very much, and him being older, I think he's supposed to kind of represent the us's of the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the more okay. the OG. like And and we know that one of the main characters, uh, Liko or Roy, I don't remember which one, is from Kanto. So which is uh... where like, they're all from. So uh, we'll see where they where they go with it. I, I'm excited. It comes out in a couple months. I think the first episode is going to be like an expanded, like hour-long one. I'll give it a shot, but I don't expect that I'm going to stick with this one uh i was definitely there for the the ash journey and like having that all kind of come to an end but um i'm interested in the animation style for this and it it seems cool and obviously i loved scarlet and violet so much that i kind of want to see how they handle uh the paldea region because in the show they essentially totally skipped the gallery region like the sword and shield yeah like they didn't do the gym battles and stuff like he didn't travel around and and like episode by episode get the eight uh, badges instead that season was like him revisiting all the old regions really? okay. for the tournament like for the cha- like it was like mm-hmm. the championship tournament arc instead of him getting eight more badges <laughs> are they do you think they, get, they double back to galar in this new show i maybe but i do think they're gonna like sit home and like be in paldea and t- yeah. separate it this from ash's story i think uh but We'll see where they where they go with it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know how much I'm going to stick with this, but I do predict that they're they're probably going to do like an Ash and Pikachu movie within the next couple of years. Oh man, I and hope like, so. And that's, honestly, the thing is, I hope the legacy never dies. Yeah, and right? it won't. I mean, like that's the thing is, like they're they're kind of leaving it open that way. Like it's it's not like uh, and Ash won everything, and it's that's the end of it. It's more just like no. The point is. The journey never ends, you know? Mm. Um, so this isn't a bye-bye Butterfree. It's more of a see-you-later Charizard. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, man, like, I don't want to spoil anything here, but I'll spoil shit for you later okay. off camera because I know you're not going to watch it otherwise. Because there's some really cool stuff. Oh, hell uh, yeah. But anyway, go watch Pokemon. Support cool shit. Story number two, uh, Xbox's Activision Blizzard deal. Takes uh, made- people in chat saying, see you later for Alligator. I fucked up. I fucked up. That's the good one. See that- you later for Alligator is great. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> lot of good stuff in this. Uh, Xbox Activision Blizzard deal takes major step forward in CMA investigation. This comes from Ryan Dinsdale at IGN. Xbox's Activision Blizzard acquisition uh, it takes the forward as the UK's Competitions and Markets Authority, CMA, has revealed it is now less concerned over the deal going through. The CMA released a statement saying that one of its key provisional concerns that the deal would harm competition if Microsoft made Call of Duty and Xbox exclusive has now been addressed and is no longer an issue. Following significant feedback from Microsoft, Sony, and all other involved parties, the CMA has said that it wouldn't make sense to make Call of Duty exclusive as this would only lose Xbox money. It's unclear if Microsoft's drive to sign deals putting Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch and various cloud gaming platforms affected this decision. I do love all the memes going around of like all the places that they're trying to like... Xbox is like, yeah, and you can also play Call of Duty on the Switch, and also a toaster, and also... <laughs> oh, yeah, we've, we've we've signed a 10-year deal with Samsung to put Call of Duty on Samsung fridges, 
Like it's 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 been it's been very fun seeing them like make the tour and me learning new like new platforms that yeah. I didn't know existed that they're trying to put Call of Duty on for ten years. Uh, this doesn't mean the deal will definitely go through, as the CMA said. It still has major concerns over its impact on the cloud gaming market, but Microsoft will likely be happy with the announcement, and Activision Blizzard is too. The CMA's updated provisional findings show an improved understanding of the console gaming market and demonstrate a commitment to supporting players in competition. Uh, Sony's campaign to protect its dominance by blocking our merger can't overcome the facts, and Microsoft has already presented effective and enforceable remedies to address each of the CMA's remaining concerns. We know this deal will benefit competition, innovation, and consumers in the UK. Fucking suck on that. <laughs> like, you gotta say it in a British accent, though, you know? So and like the back and forth of all this, it's like, yo, it's inevitable, yeah. man. I mean, this was I this I think now this really does make it inevitable, right? I, this was one of the bigger um the big uh, the bigger the bigger uh, obstacles in, in the Microsoft's way, right? Like the CMA has been um pretty like sturdy in terms of them being nervous about the acquisition and them coming out and being like and showing understanding and being like no, yeah, like Xbox, they would still put this on PlayStation because of X, Y, Z reason. It still makes the money. All this, it goes back to what what I think I said uh, when this uh, deal was first announced is the is the fact that Microsoft isn't going to buy Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty and then go, all right, let's stop making Call of Duty money, right? Like let's stop making all those millions and tens of millions and hundreds of millions of dollars um, on PlayStation and, and other platforms. The more Call of Duty is spread out uh, across platforms and consoles the more money you're uh, you're going to make and like i think for call of duty that is different from bethesda that is different from what you um uh, what we see with their other acquisitions it is the fact that call of duty is ubiquitous it's the biggest first person shooter franchise in the world if not the it's one of the biggest video game franchises in the world right there's so much money uh on the table there and so i think the understanding from the cma there uh is huge them backing off and being like they're not even not backing off but them leaning up and being like all right cool like we feel a bit, bit more comfortable about this now that's huge. I wonder if this is the turning point for, turning point for Sony to go. All right, it's inevitable. Let's sign the deal because <laughs> PlayStation has been the one the the one side of this that has been fighting so hard against it. We're not signing anything. We are fighting this. Like we are not. Our our goal is to not let Microsoft own Call of Duty. That is our one goal here. I think now that it seems like that goal that path has become so much clearer for Xbox. I imagine that PlayStation at some point is going to have to have to sign the ink. Otherwise, you might say goodbye to, to Call of Duty, or at least you might say goodbye to better deals, yeah. right? Things like PS Plus, things like um, even like marketing stuff. Like you might miss out on some of the stuff you would want if you're going to if you're going to have Call of Duty still be on your platform, which they offered recently, yeah. or at least are talking about the same day and date with PlayStation Plus, like having the one to one with Xbox Game Pass. Like that is just such a wild proposition for them to position Call of Duty in that way. Um, and that just shows how valuable this entire deal is to them because, again, it's important to note that Call of Duty is the flashy title being talked about that it has so much to back it up. Mm -hmm. But there's also countless IP around it, including different verticals and different spaces with the mobile side of things with King, Candy yeah. Crush, like all of that. Uh, but then also uh, the esports side with Overwatch and a lot of the things that uh, all the Blizzard, the Blizzard side, the Diablos coming soon, like all of that. Like it is interesting to look at how games industry shifted throughout the generations and decades where there used to be the big three and what who the big three were changed over time sega used to be involved xbox comes up all of that uh nintendo kind of finds its own place in the industry but when you looked at how things worked we understood where the exclusives fell what a third party was how deals worked and all that 
as times went on and big acquisitions have started to like uh just pile up and snowball we get things like minecraft that's put in a weird uh situation where moyang gets bought by microsoft mm -hmm. and there's that question of like wait a minute minecraft is incredibly popular and everywhere is it going to stay there or is it going to is there going to be an xbox game on other systems yeah. and that's what ended up happening and that just kind of became the norm and then going forward seeing things that like all the crossplay initiatives that with fortnite and now with everything um with game pass and bethesda's acquisition all that stuff of like they've shown different ways that they could handle this whether they are holding tight to the exclusivity or if they're like ah we're going to play a little fast and loose with some of this stuff for them to talk about Call of Freaking Duty in this way, and they're it, not, I don't want to say desperate, they're power playing it of just yeah. like, yeah, no, we'll give you Call of Duty more than we've ever given before to just have you get off our case. Like, it is the most aggressive campaigning possible. Yeah. And it's just a, yet another new way for the industry to kind of like work and for these games to be delivered. Like, what does this look like in 10 years? Well, that's my big question, right? You talk about them, uh, Microsoft being like, hey, we'll give it to you. Put it on PS Plus, do whatever. Like, we can make those deals happen. All you got to let us do is allow us to acquire uh, Call of Duty. I think the question is, like, what is the final goal? What is um, Microsoft's ultimate play here for Activision Blizzard? Of course, uh, probably the biggest part of it is money. Is the fact that Call of Duty makes so much money. Another big part of it is mindshare and how important as software is call of duty is right and so if you're microsoft and you are and you're xbox right and you're having this software battle with playstation and nintendo get the biggest software cool like you're automatically put in the spot where um you have all this power but then you know you talk about um uh, minecraft and that uh, being bought by, by xbox and guess what when you log into to minecraft i believe kind of funny comments you're wrong you have to i think you have to log into xbox or have to like make an xbox Your or microsoft, microsoft account, account. What if you did that for Call of Duty? What yeah. if, okay, cool. Call of Duty is on PlayStation Plus. I download it as a PlayStation person, and the first thing I got to do is make a Microsoft account. That's I, that that I think is what PlayStation really doesn't want, right? Mm -hmm. Like they really the Trojan horse. It's, it, exactly, it's the Trojan horse. You get it, get people to go. Oh, I have a Microsoft account. Oh man, okay. Well, oh man, Game, game Pass is here. Oh man, like Xbox wants to funnel people in by any means necessary, right? That is why they have cloud is a thing that is why they have xbox game pass is a thing that's why they have their games on pc that's why they have a pc app right like samsung they are tvs samsung tvs they are trying to place themselves everywhere as possible and give uh, people as many avenues as possible to get into their ecosystem and eventually get into game pass and just exist on the microsoft um, um platform and call of duty might be the default way to get people into that right yeah. you just place that call that microsoft login in there which i'm sure people will complain about but like we'll get over that pretty quickly right like as long as i'm playing my call of duty i'm cool boom that's like that's that's checkmate on that side to playstation yeah and it's going to be in more places than ever because of all the promises they've been making and if if they commit to the parity between everything getting call of duty on switch i don't think it'll i mean i know it'll never become the number one way that people of play course, call yeah. of duty but if it's another way that people that are already playing can play or new people can start playing uh and again being introduced the trojan horseway to the xbox brand and the game pass brand specifically like it's these big power moves are gonna sway how the industry has to function like even talking back to the uh the crossplay initiative that happened where crossplay felt like a fever dream and now it's an expectation yeah so how much can xbox push this to kind of like make it an expectation that game pass is everywhere <laughs> you know because like yeah. that's the thing is like they're playing chess here in a way that could end up that the consumers and everyone else demands 
that there's equity across the board for things. And at that point, Xbox wins. Yeah. It's it's so crazy to see. We were talking about this, what, like a year or so ago when these deals were first coming through and the theory that one of the things that we're, that we're th- throwing around that I very much kind of agree with is that I think Microsoft's end goal still is to, yeah, have, play, have Xbox uh, Game Pass everywhere. I think they want Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation. I think PlayStation are the ones that would fight it tooth and nail. I think they'd which be like, makes no. so much sense. Which so, makes so much sense because like that would ruin everything that PlayStation's fighting for, right? Like PlayStation is in the lead and they have been in the lead because they're focused on selling hardware and they're focused on putting out software that sells that hardware. You buy a PlayStation 5 because Spider-Man is only available on the PlayStation 5. You buy um, uh, like PSVR 2 maybe because Horizon, a Horizon game is on PSVR 2. That might not be as great of an example, but you get where I'm going with this. Um, Xbox is changing the game. At least they're trying to change the game into a game that they can win because they have the resources of Microsoft. They have this money they can spend. They have this ecosystem they can build. They have this tech support that they can rely on because they have access to Microsoft Cloud. They have access to like, TurboTax. Uh, tur- did you say TurboTax? <laughs> they have access to TurboTax on PC. Microsoft has so much, uh, so many resources available that they can pull from. Even though like their software, like their first party um, uh, lineup and like their first party output isn't doing the same thing as PlayStation's. They're like, cool. Let's just play our own game here and <laughs> get Xbox Game Pass on PlayStation, possibly. Um, so yeah, like it's been fascinating to watch sometimes it's been frustrating to watch just from the back and forths and all the shit right but this is i for all the stories we cover on the xbox uh, acquisition or activision blizzard acquisition uh this is one of the bigger ones right this is i i, I think this is the one that has has like turned the tide in terms of oh yeah microsoft has, has this in the bag like i don't i don't know how much more is going to stop them at this point from actually acquiring activision blizzard yeah well Being well played we, yeah, game well played. Uh, we'll be continuing to update you guys on this story. But real quick, before we get to the next one, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. And thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. And we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. When you check out, the Honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You wait a few seconds, you see the fun little dancing guy. Honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Plus, Tim. For $1,000, mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, every time you say the word Chihuahua, people hear Chewy Chewy Ha Ha, but you think you're saying Chihuahua the right way. Would you take it? Yeah. Yeah? I never say Chihuahua. Like, mm-hmm. I, I talk about a Chihuahua what once every six months about mm-hmm. like yeah I guess should, should i start bringing up lulu more just to fuck with blessing there but like when what have i ever like even mentioned the fact that lulu's a chihuahua you know a chewy right, chewy right haha now, right now we're talking about <laughs> wait did you hear chewy chewy haha that's what i'm hearing did wow. you just hear chihuahua when i, when I said chewy chewy haha who are the patriots let us know in the comments below if you would do it for a thousand dollars Wait, for like, wait, when you say $1,000, what's the frequency of the $1,000? Like, just $1,000? You get $1,000 and then for the rest of your life, chewy, oh, wait. chewy, haha. Okay, I thought it was like $1,000 a week or a day or something. No, no just one. No, just I'm not one. doing that. No. No? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. You Let gotta it, bump those numbers chewy, up. chewy, chewy, ha in the chat if you would do now, it. If you said, if we're talking about a one-time payment, mm-hmm. 200000 $200,000 to not say Chihuahua? Like, well, do I know that this is the case? No, that, you don't. You just you take the money and then you forget for the rest of your life. But anytime yeah, you say $200,000, yeah, no. That's still how embarrassing that is. And how, like, do you know how, how crazy that'll drive me eventually? Where, like, 10 years from now, I'm like, why doesn't anybody understand that I'm fucking saying Chihuahua the right way? Like, do you know the mental damage that would do for me? $200,000. And wow. part of that is being used for my therapy. That, that's so much money. I love, I love, like, I understand. Like, I was going to say, start with $500. No. <laughs> for five, what, what would be your price? I don't know. I, I think I'd probably do it for 1000 I mean, No like, way. Yeah, like. I just don't say for like a word of your I don't speech? say it that much. I think it's like the perfect word for this exercise because like <laughs> I, I would go five thousand. Five thousand dollars. Yeah. Chewy chewy ha ha. Uh, somebody you, says how often does Blessing say chihuahua? I, I just don't like being gaslit, <laughs> is my mm, thing. And so mm. it would drive me insane at one day where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And maybe I go higher because Lulu is around, so Lulu is around. <laughs> so foreboding. So I'd be, I'd be talking about it ever like more often than like a normal person would, right? So, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I would grand. listen. I would love a thousand dollars. I would love a thousand dollars right now. You could buy Tears of the Kingdom almost. <laughs> yeah, I can almost afford Tears of the Kingdom. I'm not gonna like. Yeah, like yeah, I'm not gonna just destroy my ability to say a whole word from the English dictionary for a thousand dollars. One one time payment. It feels every year. You're 
you're wild. Like, <laughs> you want so much. And I got a bi-monthly payment. Story number three. <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake Mercenaries Mode arrives early next month. This comes from Luke Riley at IGN. Uh, RE4 Remake's Horde Style Mode. The Mercenaries will arrive April 7th, meaning folks will only have to tolerate a short two-week wait for the fan-favorite mode to arrive in-game. Capcom revealed the date of the conclusion, or at the conclusion of the fresh RE4 Remake launch trailer it published today. Uh, at Sony's first 2023 state of play last month, uh, Capcom confirmed that the Mercenaries would be coming as a free post-release update, though April 7th may be pleasantly closer than some were expecting. Did you forget cool. that there was a state of play last month? Is that what that... Uh, I, I thought I read it wrong, where it says uh, Sony's first 2023 state of play last month. I've I've done I couldn't remember if I said 2023 or not. Oh, I just okay. skipped around. Yeah. No, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah that happened. I'll let y'all into my head right there. It's a dark, <laughs> scary place. I'm sorry. Does, um, does this do anything for you? Are you excited for the mercenaries yeah. mode? I I love that people are are calling it the, my my triangle strategy. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. <laughs> triangle strategy, everybody. All right, cool. Get equipped. <laughs> sorry, what did you say, Blake? Oh, are you excited for uh, mercenaries? No, the RE multiplayer stuff is like not my favorite thing. Um, and mercenaries, is, it's fun. It's it, it's not even multiplayer. It's more like the actiony hordy stuff. Like I like Resident Evil to be just the core experience. Like when they try getting a little too cute in the core games, it's usually not for me. Um, but are you you having beat RE4 remake? I still haven't even turned it on. That's this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Like, are you have you? Yeah, you've not started it yet. G went down to LA for a friend's birthday, so this weekend it's just me and the pups. Oh, and we're we're gonna hang oh, out and get yeah. spooky. RE4 you're style. Reside at home and get evil up in there. Hell yeah! For the it fourth is. time. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but are you interested in mercenaries at all? Getting back into the game? Uh, not really. Like I, th I think it's a cool mode, right? I'm I'm always down for any game adding in um, more content, especially if it is a like usually my ass is like a roguelite type thing or anything that's like run based. And so a horde mode, I would say, fits into that, right? Like that. I think the idea of that sounds super fun for, uh, to me, and I do like the gunplay of Resident Evil Four, but uh, it, I I don't I don't think a Resident Evil Four horde mode is for me in particular. Is what I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know if you guys are excited about this. I, I know that this is a fan favorite of the the RE mode, so. I'm sure people are going to be stoked about this one. Give me a Wiimote controller. I'll play it. Yeah? Yeah. The Umbrella Chronicles. You play yeah. that? No, was that the Wii uh, like yeah. rail shooter? There was the, the rail shooter that kind of went through the story of the first couple games. I played uh, Dead Space Extraction, I believe, which was that game's rail shooter for the Wii. Yeah. And I also remember uh, when I... I went to a friend's house and he had Resident Evil 4 on the Wii. We, and I think the Mercenaries mode was in that and he was showing me that mode, which is why I, I pulled that in particular. Um... But it seemed fun from, like, just watching him do all the combat shit with the Wiimote. I was yeah. like, this seems like a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm happy for y'all mercenary um, homies out there. Perk it up. Story number four. More RE4 stuff. Uh, RE4 Remake is the series' biggest Steam launch to date. Comes from Jordan Midler at The Verge. Is that right? No. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Midler at BGC. BGC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Capcom's R Resident Evil 4 remake is enjoying the series' largest Steam launch ever by some margin. Uh, the game was released today on PS4, 5, Xbox Series, and PC via Steam. At the time of publishing, the game's being played by 126,717 concurrent players. That's a lot. Uh, on Steam, according to independent tracker SteamDB. For comparison, Resident Evil Village attracted a peak of 106k concurrent players on its launch day, RE2 had a peak of 74k, and RE3 at 60k. 2023's other big horror re remake, EA's Dead Space, attracted 30k concurrent players on Steam on its launch day. A lot of very interesting numbers there. Yeah, what sticks out to you A lot most? of interesting points. Three of them, some would say. 
What the fuck? <laughs> How did this happen? Uh, audio listeners, right now, Tim is confirming that he's part of the Illuminati. I'm in the triangles. Think of the triangles, everybody. He's in a triangle right now. Um, looking at these numbers, though, like, okay, Ari, we know, has been on an upswing, upswing mm-hmm. recently, whether it's the 7 and 8 village or if it was the remakes, right? And leading into 4, we knew that 4 was, like, the big dog. Like, that's the one people are looking forward to the most in terms of, like, wow, it's an all-time classic. Whereas, like, 2 and 3, a lot of people love those games. They're definitely classics, but... There's a lot of people like the Greg Millers of the world that were like, I don't like these tank controls, so I'm not touching this until it gets remade, and yeah. it, then it's awesome. Uh, but looking at these numbers here, it is wild that it's that much more than Dead Space. Like I would think that Dead Space is in more of a similar conversation to Resident Evil 4 than really? it seems to be here it, compared to the, like the other Resident Evils. Like, looking at this number, Dead Space is at half of Resident Evil 3. That is the one, is the one that surprises me. Um, but yeah, I think compared to Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 is such a, like, a precious game to so many people in terms of, somebody's cackling out there, by the way. Um, it's such a precious game to so many people, right? Like, there are so many people who want to ask, like, hey, what's your favorite game or what, what's your top five or whatever? And Resident Evil 4 makes that list so often, right? Like, I think part of it is how pivotal that game was in terms of, like, what it did for so much of game design, but then also um the moment it was i think it having this the um being part of this franchise that was, that was already built in but then also being this shift for the franchise that a lot of people could hop into that one um being their first game right like the first resident evil, evil game that I ever got my hands on was the original resident evil 4 and i'm sure that's true for so many people so i think that translates to why re4 is doing so much better than even re2 and re3 um and even better than you know village right like i think I, I think it's that combination of it being this modern, feeling like a brand new game, all that stuff, but then it also being this um, uh, this thing that pulls our nostalgia strings and reminds us of this thing that we love so much, right? Dead Space, I don't know if Dead Space is in that conversation of even, like, when you say quality-wise, would it appear in people's top five, top ten, top twenty of all time? Like, I'm sure for some of us. Yeah, I mean, those numbers, maybe not. Like, mm-hmm. top 25, I could see an argument okay. for people. <laughs> is, is, it, is this you saying it's your number 23? Something like that. That, that sounds okay. like, a, like a, I can see it there. But even then, I, I would I would assume it'd be more in the, like, the somewhere between 30 and 50 range. So, like, a, mm-hmm. a, a top 50 list with Dead Space, yeah, that sounds right to me. Um, Do you think that Callisto Protocol might have eaten into the numbers at all? No, I don't. I think that it could, that could have been the case, but just the way that those games were released and the the stories of the reviews and everything, like I think Dead Space, it did what it set out to do, right? Which is just remake a classic, make it play like people remember the original playing, solve some of the problems, um, and be available on multiple consoles, right? Yeah. Just like be able to be available for people to to want to play through again or for the first time. A lot, so many people are like, oh, I've heard about Dead Space, but now I'm in a place I can actually play it. Um, so, like, I understand that we're talking about the different popularities, but, like, I just think that these numbers are very important to look at from the point of view of Resident Evil was never this popular. It was always a very popular brand, but at a time when video games were, like, all the numbers were so much lower. Resident Evil is now a multi-million seller. They expect these things to break records, where we've seen every time one's released, pretty much, Capcom ends up putting out uh, numbers being like, yo, the Resident Evil sales are just through the roof. And, like, these concurrent numbers, like... 126k that's four times as much as dead space yeah that is demonstrable yeah like I, it's i i i think we're resident Evil 4 this version of resident Evil 4 by the time we get to the end of the year is easily going to be in like 
the top conversations, right? Like in the conversations of the games we talk about the most over the year, and then also in those award conversations, right? Where Dead Space is one where I don't, I I'm I I, I get nervous that Dead Space could get forgotten by the time we get to the end of the year. And part of that is how big the year is, but then also like it competing in the same space as Resident Evil Four. When we're talking about survival horror, I think Resident Evil Four is going to sort of dominate that uh, that mind share. And I think that just speaks to, again, how powerful Resident Evil 4 is now as a brand. I think the legacy of Resident Evil 4 as well. Uh, and then, yeah, like, the tra the upward trajectory of Resident Evil as a thing. You know, like, it, this makes me wonder how well is Resident Evil 9 going to do when we get there? Is yeah. it going to be able to, to um, like, top the RE4 numbers we're seeing here, or is it going to go back down to like where Village is at, right? Which isn't that well, much I imagine, further down, but I imagine that, right? Like, so? yeah, like the I think that inherently there's more interest in Remix because it's a known quantity, especially Remix of something that people love, yeah. right? It's like you you're expecting it to be good, so whether you've played it before, you want to play it again, or you're like, oh, I haven't played it before, I want to play it for the first time. Mm -hmm. I just think that the like there's a lot of of great kind of momentum uh towards that where it's like newer titles especially a ninth title in a franchise yeah. i think it's a little bit like ah, all right like you need to prove something to me you know mm -hmm. um one, one thing i want to throw at you right so re4 uh at the time of publishing this article the game was being played by 126,717 people where do you think hogwarts legacies uh concurrent players were during the week it released it's, it's do you have the number i have the number yeah oof it's, it was part of the same article. I, I edited it out just for the sake of keeping the article short, but it's a fun exercise. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I. So, one thing that's interesting, I saw the chat bringing up here is that the uh, a potential thing with Dead Space's numbers being low here is that Dead Space wasn't exclusive to Steam. And there was the EA launcher, and like, I don't even know where uh, else it was available. That's a good call. So, good, good like, call. maybe that it's not a one to one, but looking at it compared to the other RE games, I think there's probably a little more parity there. And still, mm. very impressive numbers. Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, if you want to hint, I'll say it's the biggest one of the year. Yeah, so I mean, yes, yeah, yeah. So, pull, imagining what I can pull out of my ass here, I'm gonna go 500k, 879,000 wow. concurrent players wow, during is, the week it was released. That is a number. That is a large, large number. That is a number. That is eight times larger than Resident Evil Four. Yeah, that is um, many times larger than how much you would need to get paid to not say chewy chewy haha. Yes. Yeah. No. For sure. Like, if you were, if you were to give me the some of the um, residuals of uh, Hogwarts Legacy, <laughs> I might be conflicted about it for a number <laughs> for a number of reasons. But you might be able to get me to say Chewy Chewy Haha -ha instead of Chihuahua. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Those are that's that's crazy. Numbers impressive. are crazy. Yeah. That's Like exponentially higher than Dead Space. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, even looking at. RE4, which is such a major success here, 130K, like, that's nothing compared yeah. to 800-something. But but even then, 130K people playing concurrently, concurrently. playing Resident Evil 4 remake yeah. is like, damn, man, RE, good for you. It's good for than, you, Capcom. That's way more than, like, the three people that were playing Babylon's Fall that one day. Yeah. 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 So good, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> um, oh, I can't wait for this one, y'all. Story number five. I know everyone's Finally. been waiting. It's been a long, long Finally. time coming. The Lord of the Rings, Gollum, finally gets a release date. This comes from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I can't, man. It's been, it's been a long time coming. The first next-gen title yep. announced? Yep. And uh, here we are. 
It's finally coming. We're finally getting our precious. Uh, Daedalic Entertainment revealed The Lord of the Rings Gollum way back in 2019, announcing it would release in 2021. In 2021, however, it was delayed to 2022. In May of last year, they revealed Gollum would release in September, but then in July, announced it had been delayed once more. Now, they've announced that uh, Gollum will finally be released this May. More specifically, it'll hit PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on May 25th. Kevin Coelho's birthday eve. Wow. Um, there'll Happy be a Switch birthday. version of the game, but they say it's planned for later this year. Alongside today's news, uh, they've also released a new story trailer. Yep, and that's the one that uh, Barrett had pulled up just now. Um, I was on the, the the Video Games Chronicle podcast earlier mm-hmm. this week, and we talked about a few things. We talked about um, that game everywhere um, mm-hmm. that has like the other game in it that's from like the GTA boss and uh, Chris Scullion had like a lot of glowing things to say about it actually he was like dude if this hits this is gonna be fucking this is gonna change the world right like he got to see it uh, behind behind closed doors we also talked about his preview of lord of the rings skull or sorry it was jordan midler's preview of uh, lord of the rings golem and he did not sound that excited about this yeah. game no yeah like he described it as like a this feels like playing an old jesus game. christ look at this thing it looks like a deranged tommy pickles <laughs> what, what is with you coming at the rugrats i love the rugrats <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you've thrown a lot of shade at the Rugrats lately. What and, the fuck does that mean? Remember what he said about Chucky Finster? <laughs> was I talking, remembers? I wasn't talking. I, I would never. I would Listen, never. All right, leave my guy alone. All right, Tommy's got to do what a baby's got to like do. A week or two ago, Tim was talking shit about Chucky. Tommy never. Pickles is my homeboy. Yeah, my boy put some, Tommy. Put some respect what, on bless, Tommy's you name. You told me you know this game didn't preview well. That's crazy. Yeah, at least oh. Jordan. I didn't. I didn't read the other previews. Oda Cooper says uh, this man wanted a headshot Chucky Finster. Now I remember what you're talking about. Wait, did you really forget? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I wouldn't let's shoot Tommy. Let's you would just on. compare him to Gollum. No, let's. Keep <laughs> you just compare him to Gollum. I want Mario to take a gun and shoot him in the head. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But anyway, uh, yeah, like the, uh, Jordan kind of described this game as a yeah, this feels like a PS3 game, right? Like this feels like it's taking a lot of old ideas. It feels like a, a stealth game that hasn't learned from like modern stealth games, right? Like it, it just doesn't seem interesting. And also visually, it's cool. It's fine. It's whatever. Um, it's what, uh, chat. What's oh the stealth Lord. game where you play as like a little goblin and it's kind of like a. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, it it kind of like uh, pokes fun at like other stealth games and references them and stuff like that. Fuck. Oh wait, are you talking about like uh, sticks? Oddworld? Oh, sticks. Yes, sticks. The, the, that's what this looks like, but less good. But yeah, oh my god! Plays a hobbit. That hit that. Or not a hobbit. Sorry, you play as golem. Uh, when's the next Shadow of Mordor? That's my question. Hmm. I really want a new Shadow of Mordor. Never, they're working on that Wonder Woman game. Yeah, I which is like cool. The licensing of Lord of the Rings is so confusing. Wasn't there like a big hubbub like two years ago that like you I, get Lord <laughs> of the Rings and you get Lord of the Rings? Everyone except Andy gets Lord of the Rings. I believe Embracer Group owns the rights to <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's either them or Amazon. I forget what who has it now or both. I think yeah. Amazon had the TV rights or something. Like they were yeah. able to make that show because. Lord of the Rings wasn't fully owned by anybody yet or something. I don't know, man. It was weird. Who yeah. We'll have to ask Roger, a.k.a. Lord. Lord of the Ring. The Lord of the Ring. Who owns Lord of the Rings? Um, oh, this is an old article. Middle Earth Enterprises. Middle All right, Earth here we go. Enterprises. Uh, Polygon. The Lord of the Rings has a new rights owner. Uh, Embracer Group, the ambitious acquisition-hungry Swedish gaming conglomerate, has bought the rights to make films, games, merchandise, and theme parks on J.R.R. Tolkien's *The Lord of the Rings* and *The Hobbit*. And I believe, I believe they partnered with Amazon for like TV stuff. Um, so I think Amazon has like the current rights for the TV. 
I don't know. I'm just saying things. Amazon's also publishing Tomb Raider. I don't know what they're doing at Embracer Group. Yeah. They're just signing the deals. chat's popping off with a lot of stuff that I'm sure we'll get to, and you're wrong. But getting to your wrong, bless. Getting there. So far away. If, if I wanted to know it was coming to mom and grab shops today, where would I look? You'd look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Do, 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 yeah. Out today. Resident Evil 4 Remake on PS5, Xbox Series X, and S, PS4, and PC. Weird that it's on PS4. It really is. Yeah. really is. Not on Xbox One. Like, just what? PS4. Bizarre. Uh, I wonder if someone knows the reasoning. Please tweet at me. I, I'm interested. Uh, Out of the Park Baseball 24 on PC and mobile. Overloop on PS5, 4, Xbox One, Series X, and Switch. Uh, the Crown of Woo on PC, PS4, and 5. Diablo 4 Open Beta Weekend on PC, PS4, 5, Xbox One, and the Xbox series of consoles. Um, new dates for you. Boundary launches via Steam on April 13th. Kill It With Fire hits MetaQuest 2, Steam VR, and PSVR 1 and 2 on oh, April 13th. Oh, that game sounds 13th. way too scary to play in VR. Yeah? Yeah. It's the game where there are just spiders that you have to kill. Oh. Yeah, that was the one, like, uh, Tim, if you remember years ago, back in the old studio, I think, like, one of Andy's buddies, like, worked on it and, like, sent him, like, a really early build. And he would just play it all the time, and it was absolutely terrifying. I don't like that. Don't like that at all. Stranded Alien Dawn will be launching on April 25th across everything uh, except the Switch. Then Survival Fountain of Youth hits PC Early Access April 19th. After Us is launching on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series on May 23rd. And Honkai Star Rail, the next game from Hoyoverse, the Genshin Impact, uh, launches April 26th for mobile and PC. Curious to check that one out. Yeah. Yeah. but i'm still i'm still more excited for um zenless zone zero that's their other game that they're working on yeah it's real cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh little reader mail for you bless how you feel about that i feel good about it remember you can go to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in questions your comments anything you want to say really uh just like bench jc did he wants to know what are your gaming plans for the weekend resident evil 4 or diablo 4 I want to hop into the Diablo 4 beta mm -hmm. this weekend. I heard very good things about it last weekend. I felt FOMO after it was done. And so I think I'm going to try and hop into it. As long as the game lets me in because they have all the, they have the, the cues. You know, the mm -hmm. cues, they, they be, they're diabolical out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to try and play Diablo 4. And then um, I want to maybe give Have a Nice Death a try. Barrett's been talking about it. And Barrett's been, been putting me on and getting me a little bit excited about it. That's the 2D, um, 2D roguelite. Right, Barrett? Like right. 2D action roguelite um, where he plays Death. A little, little Death guy. A little Grim, Grim Reaper. Is that right? <laughs> Slim Reaper. Slim yep. Reaper. Grim, Grim Reaper. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I might try that out. Um, but then also I, I want to um, maybe see if I can find some, like, shorter games to play. Uh, I really want to try, try to play. Metroid Fusion. Maybe I play Metroid Fusion. Fusion. I was going to say, before your eyes, uh, Greg Miller and, and Janet Garcia were talking about it on PSW a little bit ago, and it sounds really good, and it sounds short, and so um, I want to check that out. And then there's this game called Ten Dates. That's the sequel to yeah. Five Dates. It's yeah. an FMV game where you, go, where you go on dates, and that sounds like a fun time. And I, I really enjoyed playing Five Dates with, uh, with um, the homie Yami a few weeks ago. And so we're like, yo, let's play, let's play 10 Dates together. So that's what we're going to do at some point, maybe yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I'm going all in RE4. Really yeah. excited for it, booting it up, just living in that thing. It's been way too long. Oh, uh, and I'm in the mood for an RE. You know, I, I, I was a little worried that uh, after Dead Space, I was going to be like, oh, kind of burnt out on some of the that, that type of game. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm ready for it, man. 
So uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be a ton of fun. A little update for you on the Pokemon side of things. You know, I'm trying to be the very best. Like no one ever was. Catch them all. Um, so I completed the Pokedex in Scarlet and Violet. Oh wow! As of two days ago, well, I did that a long time ago. Oh, I did that in like December. Never mind. I take it back. But I've been casually playing through uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee myself. I just to catch <laughs> both. All just to catch them all, versions. and um, I did as of two days wow. ago. Wow! Yeah. yeah. So congratulations. Two Pokedexes down. Seven to go. Jesus. Yeah. How long is this going to take you when everything's said and done? I don't know. Hundreds of hours. But you know what? Yes. It's going to be a fun, casual time for everybody. Will I give up at some point? Maybe. You're not Maybe. going to. Do. I believe in you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I you're, I, at the very least, I, be, I believe you're going to get through gold. Yeah. Silver. Well, I'm, I think I might hold off on that one. Like, I think yeah. my next move might be redoing Sword and Shield and, like, catching them all there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going back because like going to the old ones is it's a lot harder. Yeah. It's are lot you going to try an alternate? Like you do an old one, then you do a new one. Then you I'm do hoping. Old, you meet in the middle. I'm hoping they're at, at a point that uh, Johto, Gold and Silver, Crystal, we're going to get a Let's Go iteration or like something like a remake of some form soon. Um, because we're due for that, so we'll see. But anyways, I'm sounds like a fun person. weekend. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Um. You can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we get wrong as we screw it up live on the show. Um, Nano wants to know where I got a sweater. Got it from the Pokemon Center, which is the Pokemon official merch store. I love it. Um, the Everywhere game is called Mind's Eye. Did you watch the trailer for that, by the way? Yeah. That shit looks wild. It looks wild. We talked about it yesterday where it looks super cool but mm. next to the Fortnite thing it's kind of like i don't know yeah. that there's room for all this but we'll see this is the fact that the mind's eye game in particular looks like detroit become human and gta had a weird baby and i want to know how that's possible yeah. <laughs> i want to know if you can really pull this game off within another game yeah uh nanobiologist says y'all keep saying chewy chewy haha are you trying to say chihuahua see a thousand dollars is not worth that <laughs> i love it give me uh, residuals on your most profitable franchises um, i'll do it you okay so kebab says the lord of the rings rights are confusing because they're split between novel movie and game rights uh the same also applies to the hobbit as well as expanded material like what rings of power covers which have their own trio of rights as well so a lot of shit going on there and um we're gonna end this beautiful week this mm. beautiful 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 fantastic gdc week it's kind of funny with some other fucking bullshit bless oh, no nano writes in and says bless bless said you don't play as a hobbit in Gollum, but Gollum slash smeagol is a hobbit but was warped after being corrupted by the one ring you fucking nerd oh. <laughs> oh. go watch pokemon <laughs> go go to school go back to school and then find the the tallest and most buff kid and then have that kid Put your face in the toilet and wow. then flush it. Wow. Right? And then give you a wedgie because you're a fucking nerd. Yeah, and then find Chucky Finster and take his fucking... No, don't do that, <laughs> Chucky Finster. Don't do that. He's too young. Hey, man, he's he all grown up. He's all grown up. He's all grown up. He has a future ahead of him. Let us know in the comments below if you would do the Chewy Chewy haha thing and just what your thoughts are on Chucky Finster, you know? Just want to I don't know. like this Chucky Finster beef. There's no beef. No he's beef. a precious boy. All he no wanted beef. was a mom and maybe a sister, and he got that good for him i love you all have a good time bye